a manager's role comes with a great degree of entrustment of time assets and expectations of outcomes managers need to safeguard this by being transparent integral and fully committed essentially consensus says mr funny medicharla the author of the renault book the consensus manager hello listeners here is giridhar and you are listening to the podcast giridhar's garden today we have a special guest on the show he is someone who is an avid writer storyteller and poet in the world of technology consulting someone who is a keen observer of the day to day workplace interactions and an advocate of experiential learning he strongly believes that appreciating diversity and inspiring the latent potential in each other with empathy are the only ways to succeed collectively and deliver sustainable value in any profession proud to say that i have worked with him for a short span of time and know him as a cheerful and amazing person an influential person by chance and an inspiring person by choice he is welcoming the guest for today's episode mr funny medicharla hi funny sir welcome to giridhar's garden how are you doing today hi giri this is uh, amazing thank you so much for having me here and uh, hello to all your uh, podcast listeners i'm i'm doing uh, great great thank you uh, yeah uh, just one question before we start uh, how do you feel like being a guest on this podcast i feel special uh, giri <laughs> this is uh, i've done an interview before but it was uh, more in an offline mode uh, this this is really special and uh, doing it with someone that i have worked with makes it uh, even more special thank you sir thank you so much for that i feel privileged at this point all right so tell me sir uh, what is this book the consensus manager all about it is a book of uh, stories in its uh, essence and uh, it is a book that uh, all of us can relate to all of us uh, in any profession uh, anybody who is working in a team or working on his own uh, it is based on uh, reflections and uh, interactions success stories failure stories uh, challenges that i have faced personally and i have seen uh, others face uh, what i have done is uh, the collective uh, insight and reflections of all, of of all these uh, several experiences over over the past several years uh, where i have uh, worked across uh, multiple geographies with multiple customers interacted with people off work and on work so this is an amalgamation of all those experiences but uh, what i have done differently is uh, the way i have tried to explain these uh, uh, these conflicts these dilemmas these challenges that we face in our workplace by articulating uh, a story uh, an interesting story that people can relate with and uh, subsequent subsequent to that story uh, the management update about what am i talking about what are what is the moral about uh, how one should behave what are the pitfalls what are the derailers and uh, what you could do about them to overcome and i have done this for several goals so let's say when someone is about to start work as as a new joining 
what kind of uh, conflicts and what kind of challenges he or she faces when when they are joining work and this again happens when one is shifting when one is going from one project to the other or one profession to the other or even one geography to the other and similarly as you progress in your career uh, whatever may be the profession what kind of conflicts you face as as you move up in uh, responsibilities uh, when you start having a team of your own when you have to interact with multiple people uh, how do you communicate how do you encourage how do you inspire how do you ensure uh, that the team comes together so all of these things all the way from uh, someone who's joining or about to join work all the way up to when one becomes an executive or a, a person in power uh, what kind of challenges they face and how one can go about uh, resolving them so that's the book all about and uh, the reason why i say it is uh, a conscientious manager is because these dilemmas come only when you are conscientious only when you have a conscience only when you want to do things in the right way uh, so this book is for all of us who want to do it the right way who want to succeed by helping others and who want to enjoy work wow that's amazing sir uh, actually having read the book i can say that the stories are quite relatable for all the people in any role of the corporate environment and uh, i have also taken inspiration from uh, people in different uh, professions giri so i have i have quoted experiences of uh, surgeons i have quoted experiences from somebody who works in supply chain uh, who works in retail so this is not just for somebody who is in uh, the corporate or or the software world but this applies broadly to anybody in a profession who 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 has to interact to make a living and that that is pretty much everybody and uh, i have also received a great feedback from uh, teachers of uh, renowned schools that uh, they find this extremely appealing and they want to recommend this to their uh, uh, their teachers and their staff and students so so the coverage that the book enjoyed has been quite wide yeah uh, that's right sir uh, really great to hear that okay so what is the source of motivation or inspiration for you to write this book so writing came first i have been uh, writing for quite some time <clears throat> it started with uh, poetry uh, you know groups of lines thrown together with a rhyming word uh, that's how it started which i used to really enjoy i used to give uh, these not sh- short snippets as gifts to my friends on their birthdays etc so that's how it, it developed and i've been writing for several years now uh, i have created several uh, blogs uh, each with a different theme i have shut them down and recently about 4 or 5 years ago i created a website called reflecticon where i have been writing more consistently and uh, as i uh, started writing these articles <clears throat> the based on the feedback that i received uh, what i understood was that people tend to connect uh, easily if the same uh, concept is explained in in a story which is in a different perspective you know rather than talking about uh, leadership and talking about an office environment how do you tell the same concept in a story which is completely unrelatable to them uh, in the sense how can i convey the same moral using a potter story or uh, or some or or a tribal in a village uh, or a college professor 
so so narrating a story which is totally out of your context actually helps you to connect better and the learning becomes easy uh, so then i started experimenting with this format and i have uh, have been writing uh, these uh, different posts with, with story as the foundation so that's all how it started and uh, uh, one fine day i happened to interact in a, in a in a management training that i attended i happened to interact with uh, a professor from a renowned uh, university in the us and uh, when she looked at some of these pieces she said uh, uh, that this is amazing and it, it actually deserves to be part of a book so that was the trigger uh, the encouragement that i received from uh, some uh, key people that i interacted awesome awesome okay uh, so my next question to you sir uh, why do you consider being conscientious an essential quality for managers see without without being conscious so conscientious in a, in simple terms is being honest being honest to yourself and being honest to others so if somebody uh, in the role of uh, a manager uh, either project manager or 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 a team manager people manager somebody in that role who has uh, a responsibility of uh, uh, driving others and uh, making them commit to do work uh, and asking them to give their resources be it time or attention uh, as to be honest otherwise uh, uh, one you will be uh, extracting work for the wrong reasons second you will be creating a lot of confusion and stress so being being honest being conscientious is healthy both for uh, oneself and for the uh, team around uh, and and project managers tend to be in a position where uh, a lot of trust is placed on them it could be trust from uh, your customer from from your team from your organization uh, and and uh, living up to uh, that trust is important uh, and hence uh, conscientious is extremely important and the third reason is uh, if you are not conscientious if you are not honest there is no learning uh we we can pretend that we are doing something we can pretend that there is progress uh but we know and the people who we interact will with will eventually come to know that there is no progress and there is no learning uh so this is a key attribute to be true to oneself uh, being honest and uh, integral and uh, facing the situations instead of uh, avoiding them usually people tend to avoid conflicts and uh, somehow manage the moment uh but a conscientious manager chooses to face it and resolve it and uh, it may not be that always we resolve it in the in the in the in a comfortable way there will be discomfort but there will be at the end of the day a lot of learning uh, from which we can improve upon very well said sir can't agree more than this i'm sure this will be very helpful for someone who is aspiring to become a manager in future all right uh, so what are the ways in which a manager can nurture workplace ethics and synergies very broad question giri and the some of the attributes that i have described uh, as chapters so the, so the book itself is a compilation of uh, 23 chapters uh, but i believe that the subject is much more uh, broader than what i have written about uh uh so how can a manager nurture ethics first of all uh, manager needs to be like i said conscientious learn uh, and hopefully someone who has learned every day uh, 
uh, from his or her own experience. One's experience is usually the biggest teacher. And secondly, being sensitive to uh, what is happening around you and learning from each other. That's how you, first of all, build your own moral fabric uh, by learning from yourself, your own experiences, from your peers, from your team. And uh, once you have done that, once you are in a position that you understand uh, the ethics of, of a workplace to whatever degree, then what happens is it all comes down to how do you translate it for others? How do you help a team member understand uh, what is right or wrong for that context in a way that uh, he or she can receive it? That's the challenge. Uh, so sometimes uh, uh, what I have seen is that managers have this great sense of uh, them being right, uh, but they, they find it difficult to translate that and hence uh, there will be a conflict. Uh, and then we get into my version of right versus your version of right. So nurturing uh, uh, workplace ethics is is not easy. It is a challenge. And uh, the best thing to do is live by example and face every moment, be there for your team, especially during the difficult times and uh, uh, help them see how you are yourself adapt adapting to different situations and uh, be open when. Uh, there is no solution. I think that is what team appreciates. And asking for help is one more thing, which is which is an extremely important attribute even for managers, because team is the biggest asset. Uh, and when your team sees that you are open uh, to lead, open to change, open to ask help, and open to acknowledge when there is no solution, uh, the uh, the ability for them to follow you and uh, uh, walk the path will become much more easier. These are few. Uh, tips only Giri, which I have learned, but there are so many ways. Uh, obviously, leading by example, of course, is the best way. Wow, that's again uh, amazing response. So uh, now that we have understood the background and your thoughts about uh, writing this book, so let's talk more about this book. So uh, can you share with us any of the two stories from your book and the context in which you have used them? I can talk about, uh, first one is a is an experience or, or both, both these stories I want to share are, are experiences that I, uh, that I happen to encounter. Uh, personally, and when I mean experiences, even this story that I'm talking about. So once I was traveling to uh, Amsterdam from Stockholm on a, a business trip, and uh, I happened to stay in a, a hotel there in uh, near near to the Amsterdam airport. And this in, this uh, experience happened when I was having my breakfast. I happened to overhear uh, a group of coaches talking to each other about. Uh, a volleyball match that that happened the previous day and their team happened to lose lose the match and the interaction was all about how each each of the kids performed uh, there were school children uh, each of the how each of them performed and uh, who was playing uh, well with others and who was playing on on her own uh, what was the team dynamics how should they communicate the failure to the team. How should they tell the team? How should they bring them, uh, inspire them to come back to the, the the playing field again, even though they lost the match? Uh, because I think there was again uh, another match that day. Uh, this this conversation was happening in the morning, so they lost a match the previous day, and there was another match on on the subsequent day. 
so this was really interesting and uh, i'm 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 sure there are so many examples of how we can uh, extract the uh, concepts or, or principles of uh, uh, teamwork and leadership from sports there are so many movies that have been shot this was my first hand exposure uh, when i was listening to these coaches there was a senior coach and there were two junior coaches and the senior coach was coaching the other two as to how they should go about what attributes they should encourage uh, what attributes they should discourage and uh, above everything else uh, how should they tell the team to have fun it's all about having fun winning or losing happens as a side effect so this was one great experience uh, this the, so i have based one chapter uh, on this uh, it's called volleying nicely it's all about teamwork this is one and second story is when uh, i was visiting uh, a national forest here in uh, sweden and i happened to encounter uh, an a very elderly gentleman living in that forest on the edge of the forest he was living in his uh, cabin and he makes a living by taking people uh, he was a tour guide into the forest trails so he takes the visitors inside and then explains to them the importance of that national forest what are the uh, resources there what kind of flora and fauna etc and then he explains about how each bird behaves he has got a lot of uh, uh, local knowledge of what happens in those surroundings and then uh, during that trip so we were also going along with him into the forest during the trip he explained a lot about Uh, the differences between uh, healthy trees and the trees that break down uh, trees that don't live long and then they break on their own weight uh, and it was amazing because i could relate uh, the examples he was giving or, or the insights he was sharing about trees to leadership for instance uh, the Im- impact of uh, forest fire on trees why forest fire is important we tend to think that if a fire happens in a forest then everything burns down it is bad for the environment and all of that but it is so important for forest to catch fire naturally once in a while it makes the forest even grow stronger trees develop special resins to develop tougher barks and it seems there are certain insects which only thrive if there is fire so many things which are, which are so relatable and then he was talking about uh, how a healthy tree attracts a lot of birds and a lot of ecosystem around it versus a weak tree which is which usually stands uh, lonely and then falls off uh, so this this is another chapter where i could draw a lot of uh, uh, inspiration to articulate uh, uh, themes around leadership and how leaders should grow how leaders should uh, stand the test of fire how they should uh, grow grow uh, along with others so there's there's no growth if you're growing alone Uh, so these are two two of my favorite chapters giri it's really quite inspiring sir to know that you were able to correlate the normal ordinary things to the corporate world and you were able to write the stories in this way and come up with a book right only one correction uh, this applies to anybody <laughs> not just uh, for yeah, someone I'm in the sorry. corporate world <laughs> yeah 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 uh, i mean yeah you were able to come up with a book by just correlating the ordinary stories and you were able to figure out something useful and you were able to uh, you know come up with uh, something better a better message you were able to extract from the ordinary things that's that was quite inspiring i must say thank you thank you all right uh, so uh, sir now let us know how does this book 
the conscientious manager connects with every level in the corporate world or any other workplace like you were saying i think uh, if you if you if you leave aside the term work uh, although uh, the book is titled uh, ethics and synergies for the workplace but if you leave aside work for a minute uh, the book talks about uh good qualities of of uh, somebody who who's interacting in a society qualities about for example how i should not give up on my passion there is a story around that and how i should not get influenced by what others are doing today there is this trend of uh, looking at uh, you know how many certifications my friends are doing and somehow this fear of losing out uh, that i i am not able to fit uh, in the in the scheme of things others are doing better than me uh instead of uh, looking at things that way how can one uh, reevaluate one's own interests and uh, priorities and focus on the right things and uh, understand what unique contribution that person can bring uh, so there is a chapter on that there is a chapter on what does it mean to be loyal what is loyalty and why one should be loyal uh, and what does it mean to walk the extra line so these uh, attributes and then there is there are a couple of chapters on importance of uh, learning and also importance of teaching uh, how teaching others uh, helps you more than anyone else uh, in 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 uh, learning uh, deeper yourself uh, then there are chapters around uh, subtle discrimination uh, discrimination uh, happens everywhere not just in the workplace you know we we tend to form opinions just by looking at somebody's uh, attire somebody's uh, talking style uh, even if the person is in the same country from a different state we we already start a conversation with some prejudice in mind so how to avoid uh, such a such a prejudice so all these topics are uh, valuable for us as uh, uh, individuals who interact in a society as as human beings uh, of course when they are applied in a workplace they make you that much more better uh but from the from my perspective i think these can be taken up by anybody even uh, the stories can be even read by children and that was my intent that i should write a very simple book with uh, simple stories but with a deep uh, message but when you overlay this within a in a working world in a professional world uh the chapters also talk to you about uh, your own journey you know your journey from uh, starting out in a company all the way up to becoming a senior executive so for example if you become let's say uh, a group leader or or head of a unit just by having that title would you get the power and authority and will teams listen to you automatically or is there something else so there's a chapter on that so this is how the book would speak to you uh, at different times in your uh, personal life or career giri Awesome, sir. I believe this would have been really challenging for you to write this book by keeping in mind uh, of uh, people at various levels, or I mean, people at any workplace or anything as such. Correct. So the like I said, the challenge was to keep it simple. Um, usually, management books tend to be. uh very dry they talk about a lot of uh, strategies and uh, methodologies frameworks etc and uh, uh, i m- my own experience has been that i was not able to fully complete a management book uh, i start with something i read a few chapters and then it it starts to feel boring 
you tend to get a feeling that uh, you're reading something which you already know uh, or something which does not apply to you it is not in your context the author is speaking something which is very very far away uh, so to overcome that uh, and to write something in uh, simple terms which anyone can uh, read enjoy more than anything else and as part of that enjoyment learning happens as a side effect so that was the challenge and to write something like that was the challenge uh and and it happened over a period of 3 uh, to 4 years with the the content that i was creating so yes a lot of effort was involved yeah yeah that's right so apart from this are there any other challenges that you experienced while writing this book and how did you overcome them you tend to have self doubt first of all uh, and and i think this this is the Uh, challenge that every uh, author faces so and literally i had to overcome this fear every single day when i was actually when when i so when i went to a publisher and said see blogging is easy you can write whatever you want and post it but the moment you go to a publisher with an idea and then they accept it and then they give you a deadline that you need to finish it and so my deadline was about 4 4 to 5 weeks i think uh, in which i need to completely uh, rewrite all my content put it in a Uh, a book format uh, come up with a template uh, all the different sections that you see in the chapter i had to come up with you know creatively uh, so when you do that and when you start writing there is this uh, self doubt that you get uh, is this worth writing who's going to buy who will read it uh, people already know what i'm talking about so all these fears keep hitting you and uh, it happened to me every single day when i start writing so for on, on an average i was writing about five to six hours in a day and uh, taking breaks and then i was reading what i wrote about for for another two three hours to review make edits uh, see if i had to rewrite something so it was uh, on, on a daily basis it was close to 10 to 12 hours of writing reading the work uh, on on a on a five week uh, period non stop so it was pretty intense uh, so one was this self doubt second was uh, having the discipline Uh, not to give up i had to prepare my own project plan and stick to it uh, avoid uh, distractions and uh, have uh, my complete attention uh, so these were challenges and then of course uh, uh, you you are you, you don't operate in space <laughs> you get distractions by design uh, you have priorities uh, people have expectations on you so all these things were there uh, but then i could uh, stay focused and complete that's really great sir kudos to your efforts and i think apart from these challenges maybe collaborating your thoughts would have been also a little challenging that is what i feel maybe so i'm just curious to know in what way you managed to collaborate your thoughts while writing this book um collab collaborating with others in general did not happen in in the sense for the content i don't, didn't have to collaborate with anyone since the ideas were mine so i, I was in control of the content the challenge yeah, was to correct so the challenge was to communicate it so for example uh, there is a forward given by mr harish but he is the uh, brand custodian of uh, tata group and then uh, i have received advanced praise from several people which is published in the book so the challenge was to connect with uh, all these distinguished uh, uh, smes in in the industry 
explain to them what i am doing convince them that they should read uh, parts of the book if not all of the book and then share their endorsement ahead of the publication so that was a, a really challenging thing because you have to uh, persist you and people are busy and, and when you're talking about uh, subject matter experts and people in senior roles they are busier than uh, <laughs> others so it was not easy uh, so that those those interactions consumed uh, some time uh, persistence and not giving up uh, communicating to them in a way that they could appreciate uh, what i was saying and then getting uh, convinced enough to come out and share uh, share an endorsement so that that was uh, of course difficult agree awesome sir but finally you made it happen that's correct yeah. okay so can you give us some insight about your future work i have not planned anything uh, uh, immediately of course i like i always do so it is re- reflecting on things that happen around me is a is a habit so i keep not taking notes of uh, what is going on and then uh, this eventually becomes the content of the next book uh, you know whenever it uh, happens uh but i am not working on anything in a focused manner i should say i am not i have not put a frame around saying that this is the next book i'm going to write I'm not done that yet but i'm also exploring uh, other hobbies uh, which is extremely important this is one thing i would like to uh, uh, humbly share with all of your uh, listeners that uh, having uh, a hobby a passion that can give you happiness uh, if if that is work if for example you are a painter and Uh, you are a professional painter and when you gain happiness out of it then nothing like it but not all of us are blessed with having the passion and profession together sometimes we have to find it uh, uh, like you are doing it with your podcast uh, so i always uh, try to indulge myself into something that gives me happiness so writing of course is one and recently about a few months ago i also started uh, learning music uh, this was my childhood passion which i could never do <laughs> but then now i have mustered enough courage to uh, take the leap of faith for myself and uh, i've started learning the uh, the hindustani flute so i have a teacher based out of india and i take uh, virtual lessons so that's the work that is ongoing apart from work <laughs> we look forward for more such things from you sir uh, maybe a videos as such Oh sure, yo, it is going to take time. I'm very, very early days, <laughs> but yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, lastly, sir, before we wind up this concept, just one message for our listeners with respect to your book, The Conscientious Manager, and also let us know where it is available to buy. It is available on uh, Amazon, the of course Amazon India or in whichever country you are. So it is globally available, <clears throat> and also. in some of the local uh, websites uh, in, in the country so yeah so that that is the way to get it <clears throat> see the message one message from the book is uh, uh, having fun is important and uh, the realization that you cannot have fun in silos you cannot have fun you cannot be happy if people around you are sad uh, so which by definition is the very spirit of being conscientious so somebody who is happy usually have is between people who who are happy around him or who who is trying to influence 
that happiness onto others so being having fun is important and if you believe that uh, in the role that you are in in the current context that you are in you are unable to experience that joy there is nothing wrong in uh, trying other things and uh, moving on but doing so in a way that it does not impact the the, the rest of the team so there is this uh, whole uh, aspect of attrition that we see people moving around and all that leaving is not a bad thing by itself but it should be like you know i give this example when you launch a rocket into space uh, some of the parts uh, the rocket leaves behind and uh, goes out right uh, so you should uh, you should be like that part which which disconnect itself to push the rest of the rocket ahead it should not be like <laughs> the top part which is kicking the rest of the things and going ahead so you need to you, you need to place the right perspective and uh, uh, even when your decision is to leave uh, a place it should be uh, done in a way that it does not uh, harm others as much as as you can manage but very important to have fun and enjoy and the conscientious manager what i have described there the principles or or behaviors that are given all of these i am sure will help you gain a perspective for yourself and also several people have told me that they have got confidence that what they are believing in is true uh, when they read the book so you will also get that feeling that yes this is what i was thinking thankfully somebody has put it in a book uh, now i can be sure that uh, i was not wrong and i can continue to follow what i was doing uh, so that's that's what it is giri long message it's not short <laughs> Uh, yes that's fine sir thank you thank you so much for that amazing message all right now it's time for us to move on to the next segment that is the rapid fire round uh, let me tell you sir that this is just a fun segment there's no logic involved you will have questions with two choices you can select either of them both or none the idea is to end the episode with smiles so are you ready hopefully agree <laughs> let's see <laughs> great okay sir my first question to you in the rapid fire round leader or manager leader great motivation in words or rewards motivation in words or rewards actually none motivation should be by example by action that's great okay work from office or work from home work from home i'm not sure if i can ask you <laughs> oh for me work from home i love it yeah great uh, high five same here <laughs> great storyteller or poet poet okay uh, book reading or writing writing i have read yeah. very very few books so far i have expected the same answer from yeah. you yeah <laughs> okay a physical handwriting or virtual keyboard typing virtual keyboard typing i am uh, trying to practice handwriting now but it's so difficult so so it's keyboard yeah okay uh, so humorous writing or inspirational writing i think again i know the answer actually bit of both uh inspiration is the outcome how you achieve that outcome is uh, with humor and empathy awesome awesome okay weekdays or weekends 
big days weekends are for family <laughs> okay motivating others or being motivated being motivated awesome okay so my last question to you sir in the rapid fire round my most favorite one let's see what you are going to say sure gider or funny gider gider on this podcast it is gider gider alone <laughs> without any doubt thank you sir thank you so much for not only choosing me but also for being with us on this podcast today uh, you have provided so many valuable insights from your book and i'm sure this would have inspired most of our listeners to read the book amazing thank you so much giri for uh, having me on the on the podcast uh, and giving me an opportunity to speak and uh, i i hope uh, some of your listeners find it useful and uh, if possible we'll find uh, other opportunities to connect again and uh, keep 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 doing this uh, great work and continue on your hobby i would like to see this become uh, the most listened uh, podcast uh, ever so have a great uh, ambition thank you sir thank you so much for your best wishes uh, and thank you so much for your valuable time and efforts today for being with us on this show again no problem all the best giri yeah. all right so that's the end of today's episode listeners i'll be back next week with another amazing guest don't forget to like comment share and subscribe see you